So welcome you all to the empowering series of podcasts that we're doing for the RSVP Live and they will be then up on all other platforms. But I'm particularly delighted to welcome a great friend of mine, Lorraine Keane. And I'm, we're going to, obviously, this is going out in the October month of menopause. And one of the reasons I have so much respect for Lorraine is that at the time when I wanted to talk perimenopause and menopause many years ago, uh, it was about, I'd say, eight years ago now, you know, nobody wanted to talk about it. It wasn't seen as the sexy thing. It was seen as a taboo. And no celebrities really were jumping on the bandwagon to, to sort of front it. And, you know, Lorraine Keane is seen, you know, I remember you, Lorraine, from AA Roadwatch. You were huge there. And Ian Dempsey, it's actually Shane Dempsey's recording this. And Shane's father, um, Ian, uh, launched you, I think, on AA Roadwatch. Uh, and we'll talk about that in a minute. And then you went on to TV3. But one of the things that, that you're such a celebrity. And what I loved was that we needed somebody to front it because I was giving lectures all around the country, educating the public and women about perimenopause, menopause. But we needed somebody, a celebrity, to front it so that people would come and that people would put it out on their social media and you would have a mass education. And you did it. And I really, really appreciate that. And there'll be loads of people jumping on bandwagons now, celebrities. But you were the one that first did it. And for that, I really credit you. And thank you so much, Lorraine, because we wouldn't be here today where we were, where we were talking on the Joe Duffy. When you get on the Joe Duffy show, you have absolutely rocked it. And that's why it's such an empowering thing for women. And I really credit you for putting up your hand and saying, because, you know, it wasn't easy, Lorraine. You were running in your parties. No. <laughs> And uh, it, it, you're just so good. So anyway, I just want to say ah, that to you, Lorraine. I really want to say that to you. No, no, you're brilliant. You're brilliant. So Lorraine, you come from a family of, of eight, isn't it eight? Is it eight? Seven. So I have six, six siblings. I have five sisters and one brother, Mary. Yeah. And your father is famous because he is with, was with the Indian band. Isn't that so right? That, yeah, still is. They're Fantastic. Yeah. And, and of course, I've met your lovely mother and she's a real mother, isn't she? She's a real, yes. uh, you know, just very, very warm. Yeah, 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 she's she's fantastic. And what's it like being the daughter of, a, you know, a very famous person? Does it put pressure on you, Lorraine? What, what's it like? No, because we were we were born into it. My dad changed the name of his band, which was the Casino, to the mm. Indians, and um, just before I was born, actually. And he said that when I was born, things changed for them. That's when the band started to get really successful. So he calls me his lucky charm, which okay. is really nice. Um, so I grew up feeling, you know, like I was very lucky, and I think that that is kind of the part of the power of positive thinking. You know, when you're mm. told you're lucky, um, and you've made a difference from a very young age, you carry that and it's a lovely kind of security mm. and, and confidence that it gives you. Um, I'm second eldest. Okay. But Lorraine, can I just stop you for a second? Does it put pressure on you though? Because you, you sort of feel you have to, does it put pressure or does it make it easier having a famous dad or, oh, or a mother? We thought all dads were like that. Do you know what okay. I mean? We didn't know any different. And, and it wouldn't, wasn't until I was quite into my teens when I would bring my friends, school friends, with me maybe to one of the Indians' gigs. And after all of the gigs, their fans queue up to get their autograph and to get now yeah. photographs with them because yeah. obviously we all have camera phones. Yeah. And I used to say, oh, you know, they, you know my friends say, what, what's, up, what's happening up there at the moment? And I'd go, oh, they're just his fans. You know, they're just getting autographs. So that was normal for us yeah. until our friend's reaction was kind of going, your dad has fans. You know, <laughs> so for us, it was very normal, but we were always so proud of them because you would see the joy that they would give to others you know from from entertaining them and um and yeah but it was it was honestly very normal and I grew up in a very normal household and mm -hmm. people always say to me which is a massive compliment to me that I'm very normal and down to earth and that's because of my family Mary as mm. you said you've met a few of them yes um, lovely I never ever ever think of myself as a celebrity you said there in the intro that I was a celebrity I just I just know that I'm I'm um, very lucky and very privileged to be doing a job that I love, but it's only no. a job. It's not the most important job in the world, not by a long shot. Mm -hmm. Heart surgeons, the job that you do, Mary, as an endocrinologist, you know, brain surgeons, people that are actually saving lives, nurses, midwives. On the well, wait, 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 we need you all. We need you all. <laughs> so everyone is needed. But what gave you your drive, Lorraine? Because you're very driven. You're very motivated. What gave you that? Was it mom or dad? I always say, baby, I was born that way. <laughs> I just, um, I just like being busy. So even though 
that probably means ambition. People yes. always said, you know, have you always been ambitious? And I never thought that I was ambitious. But then again, you weren't allowed to say if you're yes. ambitious That's years right. ago. Nowadays, yes. I'm saying to my girls, you know, yes, yeah, stand up and be proud, you know, That's of being yes. ambitious and focused and don't be embarrassed about it. But yes. I honestly think it was a combination of liking being busy, yes. working on something that I loved. So I never really felt that I needed time off at the weekends because I was mm. doing my hobby as a job yes, yes. Um, and and being focused, you know, being focused Absolutely. on what I wanted and, and be willing to work hard for it. So I, and I all, think that was coming from a family of seven, it can't have been easy, you know, financially. Oh. It must have been hard to, so I suppose it gives you that motivation that you want to make sure that you have enough too, isn't it? Exactly, Mary. And I make a joke, and it is a joke, about the fact mm. that the reason I became a TV presenter was because I wasn't getting enough attention at home because I was fighting with six other yes. siblings to try and get mom's and dad's attention. Yes, so yes. I became a TV presenter for that reason. But, but, um, but, but no, I'm, I, I'm joking. It's just something that ended up, as you said in your intro, I was doing traffic news. I did go to college and I studied journalism and public administration and current affairs and broadcast journalism and wanted to go on to do a four, de four years degree course after that um, and got my place in the college. But at the end of my foundation course in senior college, Ballyfermot, at the end of that year, I got an opportunity to go for the job in A Roadwatch and I got the job. So I didn't end up doing my four extra years in college. I got on kind of the... The, the wheel of, of a career from a very young age and I wouldn't have it any different, you know. Do I and, and people like Ian Dempsey gave me an opportunity yes, to yes. show my personality, Mary, because otherwise I was on Radio 1 on Morning Ireland and Drive Time on Radio 1 and they're very serious current affairs news-based shows. So I just delivered the report and off I'd go. Whereas with Ian, he was willing to have the crack with me and we had a great yeah. old laugh. And from that, yeah. then I got offered TV jobs and yeah, and it all just snowballed from there. Fantastic. And of course, Shane is recording this podcast now. So uh, Shane I is, know. is the next generation of which is lovely, yeah. which is lovely. And I, I'm delighted. And that's a lovely uh, part of your personality is that you're very generous uh, with, with sort of praising. Because the first time you met um, Shane, when we were recording other podcasts together, Let's Talk Hormone Health podcast, first thing you said was, you know, Ian Dempsey uh, actually, you know give me my my, my big brain hand yeah exactly and you're always very generous about that a lot of people don't do that enough and you're you're very thoughtful that way Lorraine but it's what cool. I remember so well about you Lorraine when I didn't know you when I heard you on AA Roadwatch was you had a lovely voice is did you practice that or you just had a great voice for for radio That's and very no that that again um no not at all and it's funny because that voice that you're talking about caused a lot of controversy early on in my A Roadwatch career. You, you may yes. remember, Mary, um, um, Nula Ofuelon, Lord Rester, uh, yes. came out with an article actually in the Times and the headline was, the privileged new elite give birth to a placeless accent. And oh. it spurred up a load of controversy. Yeah, over she the helped that, you. She helped yeah, you. She gave you publicity. Yeah, I in her book, which I'm very proud of. <laughs> um, so yeah, that then, you know, um, I remember Jerry Ryan had me on, uh, Gay Byrne on The Late Late Show had me on, and Marion Finucane had me on, all to defend my accent. They said that it was the New Dort accent, you know. <laughs> and, I mean, I'm from Rathfarnham, from the Dublin mountains. You couldn't get further away from the Dart in yeah. Dublin. Um, so it was just the way I spoke. And honestly, I never, ever thought about... And you know, it was because you come from a musical family, though. And when you're a mu musical, you do pick yeah. up accents, to be fair yeah. to you. Yeah, yeah, well, I don't, yeah. yeah, I just. Well, you're not pretentious, Lorraine, anyway. No, I remember just defending myself, going, I don't have time to think how I'm going to speak. <laughs> it's 60 seconds, I have to get the whole country in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, good anyway, it ended up being a good thing because, as I say, it gave me a platform on the Late mm. Late Show and Jerry Ryan, some, you know, Marion Fanuke and Lord Rastergott. When you think about it, yes. they've all passed, you know. Yes, exactly. And Lorraine, how did you go to the next step then on the Exposing? Was it the next step Exposing? No, not at all. No, from there, um, I got a call from Frontier Films. Oh, yes. Who the, yes. the independent production company behind No Frontiers, Catherine Thomas's travel show and various others for RTE. And Gerald Heffernan, the owner, contacted me and said, would you like to screen for a new TV show that we mm -hmm. have on RTE? And it's a business program called Start Me Up based on startups um, mm -hmm. and entrepreneurs. And I got the job. I did the test, got the job. Niall Quinn, the footballer, was the other presenter. Um, and that was my first opportunity really to, to have, you know, part in a TV show. Now, before that, because of A Roadwatch, 
I did get an opportunity to cover for Thelma Mansfield on Live at Three a few times. I remember, so I, yes. I yes, sat on the couch yeah. with Derek Davis, my goodness, we're remembering all these oh, people. Oh, love him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so I did get a chance off the back of that to get into TV. So I would have presented various television programmes for RTE. There was one, RPM Motorsport, mm-hmm. which was RTE and UTV. Um, we had a, a car programme called Drive, which I presented. So I had done a number of TV shows independence for RTE when TV3 was born mm-hmm. and then Andrew Hanlon who is director of news contacted me and asked me would I be interested in the position of entertainment correspondent for the station mm-hmm. so I was entertainment correspondent for TV3 for nine years working from the newsroom uh, had the most amazing experience you know traveling the world and and yeah just covering festivals and it was amazing beautiful lovely time and then I was all the time asking for an entertainment show because I felt there was an appetite for it mm-hmm. and finally got it and that was Expose, which oh, I did for two years. Yeah, That was amazing. And Lorraine, uh, back then, like you, at the time of the Expose, like you were, you, and you still are massive, by the way, Lorraine, but you were massive. You, you were on every front of every magazine and, you know, you, you really were. You were launching everything. You were, you know, you were the at show the, was a, yeah. the show was a big show. It was massive and, and you were fronting it and you were the main person. You, you, were, you were amazing. And why was it, Lorraine, that you left? Did you did you uh, miss that lover? Did you just feel you wanted to? What was the reason that you... What, what I was missing was my little girls, Mary, and mm. we've spoken about this um, mm. together personally in the past. I was working five days a week when I was entertainment correspondent. I'd have the odd weekend, like I think there were probably two mm. festivals a year. So mm. I'd have the odd weekend where I'd work. But I went back and took on the position of the host of Expose when Romy was three months old. Mm. So I went back from my maternity leave early to, to front that show. And, and the, the hours that you put in were what, Lorraine? The hours just six, to give listeners an idea. Yeah. Six days a week, Mary. And, um, you know, it encroached on my weekends or encroached on my evenings. There were a couple of days where I actually just wouldn't see the girls because they'd be put down mm. to bed before I'd get home because I'd be covering mm. an event or a gig at night. And I really, I suppose after about a year and a half, I realized that something has got to give. And I didn't Mm. want that to be my relationship with my husband, you know, Mm. or my relationship with my family. I didn't want to regret not being there for my girls because of the only girls that I have and Mm. um, the only children that I have. And I wanted to enjoy spending time with them. And I knew that was something that I would regret. Yes, um, yes, exactly. and at the time, Mary, you couldn't do a four-day week or a three-day week. No, no. Was it a, a huge slow. decision, Rain? Because you were you were huge yeah. at that stage. Was I it know. huge? It yeah. was. And, you know, it, it does make me sad that for for a long time, and I think it's changing. There's still a lot to do, but I think it's changing. For a long time, women weren't given the support that mm. they needed in the workplace to be able to still have their careers and yes. have time with their family. I think now, even Virgin yes. Media. Uh, who have bought TV3, Virgin Media Television are now, because I'm in touch with the girls, the presenters who are still there, they're allowing them to do two or three or four days a week, um, Mm. which just means that they don't feel like they have to leave or take a break from it. Exactly, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. No, it's a, that, that's, it's an incredible story. But as I said, you know, we were all watching you, fronting it, and then to see, and you must have been a huge loss to expose it because you were the main person. But that must have been a huge loss to that program. I, I know the other girls, they were friends of yours and they took yeah. on, but was it, it must have been a huge loss, was it, uh, Lorraine? Well, I, I, I mean, they stayed, the, the, the show continued. So mm. um, the, they all, I mean, it went, continued to do well. So um, for me, it was just about making the right decision for my family because unfortunately I couldn't have it all I could have it all but just not all at the same time yeah yeah well you have you have have two beautiful kids and a lovely husband so you made the right decision so good girl you're brilliant well I managed to still have a career I took six months off completely and then realized actually I need to work you know I love my job I love working I love people I need to be with adults and not just 24 7 with little ones um, I admire the, the stay-at-home moms that do it full-time so much because mm. I need more and I need that to mm. make me happy and I know that now and I'm not afraid to say it now whereas there was Brilliant. again a time up to the last decade where women were afraid to, yes, to say exactly. I want things for me too you know mm, exactly, exactly yeah. I need to be a good the judgment is gone yeah. yeah 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 mm. 
Yeah. Yeah. Good girl. Well done, Lorraine. You're brilliant. So then you went off then, Lorraine, and you're, you're, you set up, you're self-employed and you went off and you uh, went off as a, a journalist dealing with, with different roles, didn't you? Mm. Yes. Yeah. And I yeah. also, I was able to give time to the charities that I work with, which yes. I didn't really have much time for because, as I say, I was working six days a week in any spare mm. time, including my 20 days holidays a year. I needed to, to give to my own little family. So, mm. yeah. Tell us about those charities because I've been to some of the, the, the yeah. gigs for that, Lorraine, but tell yeah, us about so share so that with fundraising us. events here have been fantastic, but also me being able to travel to the developing world mm. and see the projects that these charities are funding and couldn't fund without the mm. support of very, very generous Irish people. So I go out as a volunteer to various parts of the developing world every year. Mm. Um, so far, as a volunteer, so far I've been to Zimbabwe, Mozambique, the Philippines, Haiti after the earthquake. Um, I've been to Bangladesh, Guatemala. I mean, the list is endless. And although those trips are extremely difficult, as you can imagine, mm. because mm. of the places that we're going to and the people that we're meeting and the, the poverty that we're seeing, um, I find that when I come back, because I can talk about it in the media, which is part of the, the job that I do for the charity, it just means then that their their fundraising um, just increases and I feel like I'm doing something to help and it makes me feel better. So that's what kind of gets you through it when you get mm. back. So it's a hard thing to um, to do, as you can imagine. Yeah, but it's also very important to tell us in the developed world how good we have it and to remind us how, how little others have. You know, it's because we're all yeah. a little bit, you know, we, we get caught up in life, don't we, Lorraine? So I think at all yeah. those events that I've seen you um, talk about when you come back, uh, the one thing I have always come away with is, oh my God, we are so privileged here yeah. compared to the the, the, the terrible underprivileged that, that they are so it, it's wonderful and then Lorraine of course you've all you've, you didn't leave television because you're fresh in relief now haven't you yes and I shoot that <laughs> film that in my own house that was yes. fresh relief tv was something that happened in the first lockdown as a necessity because the first year fashion relief was three years old and the first year we did one event um, and I raised funds for Oxfam Ireland so um all of the money and all of the clothes that I left over after the event go into the Oxfam shops as well. So I did the first event the first year and we raised 85,000. And then the second year we did four events uh, and we raised over 200,000 and actually nearly 300,000. So on year three, which was supposed to be 2020, we only got one event in Galway mm. and we were supposed to do four more. And the next big one was in the RDS. It was going to be over an entire weekend rather than just one day because mm. it had grown so much. And of course, then the COVID happened and, and lockdown happened. So I had all this incredible stock, which was in storage, thanks to an amazing Irish company called Nesta. And they gave me the storage for free. But we needed to sell these beautiful pieces that are pre-loved and some are brand new from fashionable women's wardrobes, from designers, from boutiques, from wholesalers all over Ireland. And we needed to get money in for Oxfam because like all charities at that time, all of their fundraising was paused. Mm. So Peter, my husband, came up with an idea of contacting a very small Irish tech firm, not so small anymore, thank goodness, called Axonista. And I told them my dilemma. And between us, we came up with an idea, which is Fashion Relief TV on fashionrelief.ie. And it's where you can watch a fashion TV show and shop all at the same time. <laughs> so it is like, and it's guilt free, Mary, because you're diverting textiles from landfill, obviously, because it's pre loved and we're giving other pieces another lease of life. So you're saving the planet, but you're also, every single cent goes to Oxfam Ireland. So you're saving lives as well. So it's a win win. So it's guilt free shopping on fashion. Which is fabulous. And what gave you your love of fashion? I mean, all those women love fashion, but you particularly love it, Lorraine. You absolutely love yeah. fashion what, what gave you that uh, love a bit like yourself mary and i think you know we, we have to admit we're slightly obsessed with them <laughs> <laughs> with them with fashion yeah it's yeah. just it's a lovely for me and, and i know you're the same it's um it's just a nice thing it's a, makes you feel good yeah a bit of fun yeah. and switch off and makes you feel good and yeah i've, I've always always had um, a huge interest in fashion and it's been great to now have fashion relief because not only am I passionate about 
why it's there to raise money for Oxfam. And that means an awful lot to me. But it's the fact that I get to work in fashion and I have, uh, you know, my own fashion relief pop-up shop in Frascati mm. and Blackrock in but Dublin. Just... We're trying to get some more pop-ups. So if anybody is listening to this in Cork, anywhere around the country, in fact, please, if you've got an empty space, let us put our fashion relief shop in there. And uh, and yeah, let everybody enjoy the bargains. Yeah. Good girl. But the other thing I think about fashion is that if you if you can really wear the colours, you know, it shows that you're an empowered female and that you feel very good about yourself. You know, that, that's one thing I say. I always say to women when they come into me, patients and they're not dressed in black. I'm delighted because when they're unwell, they're always dressed in black. And when they come in for the next visit, they're dressed in red or, you know, and I think it shows how, you know, that you feel better about yourself. So I think clothes are an expression of how you you feel and it's how you wear them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I never thought about that. You're so right. And when you feel frumpy or bloated or fat, whatever, you know, just in bad form, you do. You're right. I go Mm. for the dark colors all the time. Yeah, yeah. But colors, and it's funny when you wear a color, you don't even realize, but you're actually brightening up other people too. Because I would get a great reaction when they wear colors. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And of course, when you're you do all a load of other stuff as well as how you keep it all going. But you're you're ambassador for we're going to talk about menopause very shortly. But you're ambassador for Renault, aren't you as well? And yes. you do all these other. Yeah. So for seven years, yeah, I've been with Renault and Windsor Motors, and my goodness, they're just amazing people to work with. They're like a family. They're they're just really really lovely people and. I get to drive a lovely car. So that's a real perk. And you get every six months, I think, don't you? Which is really nice. Yes. Every six months to a year. um, And I get to try out all the other cars. I've always been really interested in cars, hence a road watch. And then, as I said, RPM Motorsport was a TV show I had. And then Drive was another car TV show that I had. So, yeah, it's always been another kind of little hobby or interest to me. So it's great to be with the guys for seven years. It's amazing. Good girl, good girl. And, and you do loads of others and, and people can check that out on your Instagram. You, you do, you're an ambassador for loads of things. You're amazing. But like I said at the very start of this, when we were looking for someone to front the whole perimenopause, menopause campaign, you were amazing, Lorraine, because you, you, you know, you're, as I said, you're a huge celebrity. You're, you're very, very good looking. And the last thing, you know, you would expect is a young woman to front it, but you did. And that was so important because it got people into those lecture theatres that you emceed all those for. Uh, but it also meant that, you know, because you're so well known, it meant that people would see, well, where's Lorraine at? Oh, she's at talking menopause, perimenopause. It just meant uh, that we could open it, open up the whole story and get rid of the taboo and people felt well if Lorraine can talk about it then it can be too and it's just it just really juggernauted from there so yeah that's what I'm I'm so happy about because Mm. at the time as you said as well earlier on Mary you know the the taboo the stigma you know Mm. um, just you know being old and decrepit and past it when Mm. the reality is it's just another stage in our hormonal journey and there are five stages so from puberty to post-menopause our hormones, as you know, because you're the specialist Mm -hmm. and I've learned from you are up and down and, you know, you need tweaking as you go along and different things can help, whether it's lifestyle changes with exercise, well-being, diet, nutrition, all of that. Or if it's the natural way, which Clean Marine Menamin has helped me and so many other women, Mm. fantastic to be able to do it the natural way. Or when needs be, you'd go down the medical route. There are lots of different options. Um, and the women just didn't realise that. And the reason mm. they didn't realise it was because nobody was talking about it. That's and it. As, That's as it was difficult for me to come out in my early 40s and say, like, in fact, head a campaign called Let's Talk Menopause. Yeah. I was saying to the guys, because Mary Crotty, the pure person. Uh, Wonderful lady. Wonderful oh, lady. Who I've known for years. We've worked together for years on various things. And um, when she contacted me and said they wanted to call the campaign, Let's Talk Menopause, I was like, Ah, Mary, for God's sake, like, why do I have to pretend I'm 50? Do you know what I mean? I'm yes, not. Yes, and, yeah, and she yeah. said, you know, perimenopause, and it's all about hormonal health and hormone imbalance. And we started talking about it. And I realized that actually, to make people take notice, for mm. people's ears to prick up and for this to actually reach people properly, mm. we have to go full wham with Let's Talk Absolutely. Menopause. If we said Let's Talk Hormone Health, people would have switched off. They would, because yeah. it was me standing out there in my 40s going, hang on a second, I still think that I'm, you know, a bit presentable. I still think I'm even sexy sometimes, God forbid. I actually think that I'm still young. 
Yeah, well, you are. And and I think what's really important, Lorraine, is that, you know, men, you know, go on thinking they're sexy till they're 80 and it's time for women to do the same, isn't it? Because, I mean, we've only one life. We're not coming back again. And it's up to us to live it the best way we can. So I think we're living longer, Mary. Exactly. Maybe a couple of generations ago, my granny's generation, maybe they did... um, die at you know 60 or 70 now we know that we're living to 80 or 90 so when mm. you're 50 you probably have a whole other like 50 is now the new middle age oh what totally like totally to but Lorraine we have so much work to do I mean we've, we've achieved so much and and we've we've done that because you emceed all those lectures and we um you, you know yourself not only do we give the talk uh, but afterwards we we had a huge amount of questions and there was women coming up crying Lorraine uh, yeah, yes. you know and that they were in their 50s yeah. 60s 70s 80s saying why was it that we didn't know about this why was it yeah. that they weren't yeah. treated and I think by educating the public like we did and thanks yeah. to Mary Crotty and Fleen Marine for setting up all that, but particularly yeah. to you for, for being the celebrity to MC it because nobody would have known about it otherwise. Um, I th- Thanks to that, that it just opened the doors and now everyone, including men, is talking menopause and pregnancy, which is wonderful. Because, I love it. Yeah, yeah and I, I, love, I love the fact that when I'm out in company now, um, the subject comes up in company of men yeah. and the women. And a funny story, Peter has a WhatsApp group with his pals from school. And um, so they're all in their early 50s. And during the lockdown, one of the lads seemingly got on the WhatsApp going, oh my God, get me out of here. I can't believe it's another lockdown. I'm surrounded by hormones here. And one of the other lads got on and went, menopause, menopause, menopause. I blame Lorraine Keane. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought, this is brilliant. We have arrived. The lads menopause on their WhatsApp groups. (laughs) Absolutely. But but it's wonderful because it's, it's more than that, Lorraine. It's actually the fact that women's issues were just completely put down and trampled on for years, right? And, you know, they were talking everything men up to that. I mean, the fair juice to your man from News Talk, he was coming out talking about uh, men on George Hook. He talked about, you know, um, erectile dysfunction, which I totally admired him for. But, but you know, that was before the whole menopause story. Nobody wanted to talk about me- women's things at all until no. this. And, yes. and the wonderful thing about this is that, and I really saw this with the Joe Duffy show uh, that went on that week, that as, as the, the researcher said to me when she rang me to, about to go on the Joe Duffy show, she said, the only reason we're here is because of all of the work that was done, in, you know, where we were talking, Maravane and Spenibus for years. And that was really nice. I thought that was yeah. lovely because it was women saying, do you know what? I'm suffering this. It's normal. It's not abnormal. And therefore, I'm going to bloody well insist on being treated and I'm going to talk about it. And that's yeah. the wonderful thing. And, and now women are coming out of everywhere because... of the population are women. People forget that. Sometimes you'd wonder when you'd see the television and it's all male sports and it's all, you know. But I think as women, we are changing and saying, lads, hang on here, we're equal and we're demanding equality. And that's, I think it's it's even, you know, what we've achieved is even more, isn't it, Lorraine? Because of that, I think women are more empowered. And none of us are equal until all of us are equal. That's it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm tr- keep trying to, to get that across. I was having a cup of tea today with my sister and this lovely man walked over and um, I, I commiserated him because he'd lost his, his wife a few years ago and I hadn't met him. But um, he was just talking about, you know, that the church that, um, oh, you know, there's going to be no one at the masses uh, very shortly because the, the priests are all getting older. And I said, well, it's an awful pity they didn't think 20 years ago and allow priests to marry and a women priest and he said to me this is a young man he's only in his early 50s and he said to me well actually now he said that'll never happen that'll never happen he said uh, he said that, that you know there's no way he said there'd be to, to be married priest before that and I thought you know what we have so much to do I, yeah, I just yeah. couldn't get over it that that yeah. attitude is still there and it's that indoctrination of the way men think so yeah. we have a lot of work to do, Lorraine. We, we've done a lot, but we need to keep we going. Do. You know, we do. And I admire you so much, Mary, because you made me realise that actually to be empowered, you have to look after yourself. You have totally. to, you know, value yourself. Mm-hmm. I've always respected myself, but not, you know, not feel like because you're a woman that you have to do certain mm. things or you have to slot into certain roles, you know, um, and you were the one that taught me that actually the first place to start is with your health. Yes, and if we look absolutely. after our health first, 
then everything else can can come into place afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. And, and that's where what we got across. We did the two podcasts together and let's let's yes. talk hormone health. And one of the things that we both said there was just about the importance of, of looking after the hormone control center. And, and you have to do that. You have to eat healthily, sleep and, and really yes. focus on yourself, as you said, Lorraine. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. But the the um, uh, that's where I really see, Lorraine, women ha- have a tough, you know, we we get yes. periods. We have the, the PMS that happens yes. around the, the, you know, mid cycle yes. and some women suffer more than others uh you, you know i'm educating women about what's normal women taught seven day periods were normal it's not and they suffered for years we're getting that education across and we did that through those podcasts as well which is wonderful and and then on to talking about perimenopause and menopause and i, I think that women have a tough and even after that then to let them to educate them to say it's their second spring and as you said they have another 50 years hopefully yeah. of, of yeah. long health and, yes, and that's yes. what we're trying to get but uh, you know i think it is harder in the this world being a woman because of the way it's been set up what we're trying to achieve is to empower women to realize that no it isn't actually that we're equal but how you achieve equality is by knowing that you're equal stop exactly. sort of thinking that you're second best which is what uh, our mothers felt because it was all everything was male dominated and yes. I think as women, we have to not just talk menopause, which we're doing and empowering women to come out and talk about themselves, but we also have to empower them to put themselves first, you know, and, yes. and do all those things. And Irish women are probably, you know, you know, probably the worst at that, you know, yes. I would imagine. Um, again, because of just our history, you know, generations of women um, mm. allowed themselves to be second class citizens and you weren't, it wasn't right. You weren't allowed to, to speak right. out or expect, um, you know, equality in anything, really. Exactly, exactly, um, yes, yeah. And, and I, I support really even for childcare and all that, Lorraine, which impedes exactly. you trying to go on, yeah. Yes. And I suppose what we're trying to do as well is empower women to stop being judgmental of women and support women. I think that's very important, yes. isn't it? Yeah, Listen, it really is. You know, we, we can harp on all we want about, you know, it being a man's world and, oh, we're, mm. you know, fighting for equality. Unless we support each other yes. as women and properly support each other as women. Mm. Mm. Um, you know, of course, it's going to be a man's world. Okay. But Lorraine, I don't allow that into my vocabulary. When anyone says it's a man's world, I say no. It's it's we we've got to change the indoctrination and say it's it's a, a male and female's world. And it's people like you that that will you know you're out there and you you can talk this and people will listen to you. That I yeah. think we've achieved an awful lot in equality, uh, particularly with the whole perimenopause menopause, because that's that's going to help generations of young girls and and all throughout life of of um they're going to benefit because they're not going to suffer. I had a woman in uh, during the the week, Lorraine, and she had suffered 20 years she had an early menopause of 31 and oh. suffered for 20 years because as you know not only have you all the, the hot flush and the sweating but her libido had suffered and yeah. her relationship had suffered hugely uh, but what I did Lorraine was I picked up the phone to her husband and I said you know I'm going to get her sorted and he was a lovely man and he, he started oh. crying because he said look at I, I just feel so bad that she suffered for so long and they didn't know you know because oh. she got me- menopause so they didn't know that that yeah. this was possible um but the, but the thing is that the, the, by getting that information out there all these people are coming forward for treatment and for help and it's not only helping women it's also helping their partners and their families we forget that that the women are fulcrum of the family aren't they yeah absolutely yeah. and yeah and um my friend uh, Susanna is a nurse and she has always said to me that you know if the the mother in the family mm. the wife is happy um it it just trickles down like the whole Family is happy. The home is, yes. is happy, you know. So yes. it is really important because families are made up of, of many parts, you know. Parts, yes, exactly. And come here, Lorraine, what do you want to do? We're doing this, still going to the menopause, primos, hormone health, and we'll be doing more podcasts, I'm sure, for Clean Marine, and it's wonderful. And, and fair use to Mary Rose Dever as well, that she's um, uh, continued to do those and that's her life. But um, what more do you want to achieve, Lorraine? What, what are the other things that you're hoping to do? Because you've achieved everything at this stage. But what no, else do you my goodness thank you Mary um I just hope to be able to continue to do the work that I do that I'm very passionate about and work with the the brands that I work with that I'm very passionate about um yeah it's it's about you know empowering women but empowering my own girls mm-hmm. to um yeah to just learn from from our mistakes and um 
and for me it's really just yeah just continuing to work I'm, as I said earlier I'm very love so yeah. it doesn't feel like work and I've got two healthy babies and um, I would have liked to have more I've spoken about that yeah. before and um, which is another reason why I felt it was important that I came mm-hmm. out to talk about perimenopause because I hadn't realized that hormones were something that affected fertility mm-hmm. uh, and myself and Peter had gone through a number of sessions of IVF which you know you would love to avoid as a couple if you could and mm-hmm. um, stuff going so, yeah so it's important that um yeah that we talk that we support each other um and uh, and that yeah by talking see knowledge is key with absolutely everything mm. and if if you know if we have the knowledge and we share it and support each other well then um we'll all be more empowered you know exactly exactly and, and I'm hoping we're going to be doing more podcasts together on teaching women about osteoporosis about heart health because there's so many other areas that we need to teach women about because the menopause you know heart health is so important with the amount of women I see with heart disease and and serious heart disease that's you know shouldn't have happened but a lot of women don't realize that once they go over 50 and or have their menopause that there is risk yes. um, and and also so I think we have a lot of, of education to do in that area so so that's something I'm hoping we'll we'll do together Lorraine Um, it'll it'll be lovely but the other thing I wanted to ask you Lorraine was that um you know you the traveling you you love traveling don't you oh myself I just love yeah I mean it's um and that's one of the things that we missed so much in the last kind of 18 Mm, months of course but um yeah it's just lovely to to we love city breaks I love trying different places different kind of cultures, language, food, all of that. Uh, and it's something that, you know, I've always loved. Uh, Peter's the same. And the girls have been coming with us since they were a year dot. So, um, yeah, I think, again, it's for, for I think it's just an amazing education, actually, for mm. everybody to, to travel. I think it's hugely important. Mm. Um, and, yeah, hopefully we'll get to do a little bit more of that now in the coming months. So you're putting a very nice uh, feel on it being self-employed, but it's tough, Lorraine, isn't it? Because you're a mother, you're a a wife, you've got all these different ambassador roles and you're trying to fit it all in. How do do you do it and and look after yourself at the same time? Well, I don't don't try and do it all at the same time. You know, Mm -hmm. I really don't. I used to. Um, I don't try and be 100% perfect at anything. You Mm -hmm. know, I used to joke about... You know, Peter is very laid back and he is just so brilliant for me, for all of us in this family, because he is a rock. Um, and he we often joke that he peaks at grand, whereas I peak at fantastic. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. And, uh, and now I'm really happy to peak at grand a lot of the time. Not all the time, but a lot of the time. So I don't put the same pressure on myself as yes. I used to. Yes, um, yes. And another thing which um, I found very interesting. So when I was growing up, in a family of seven children. My mom used to boast, up until very recently, in fact, until I had a chat with her about it, she used to boast about the fact that she's never had a nap in her life. Now, mm. this is seven children, can you imagine? From, I know. You know, day one to whenever. Incredible. And she said she she never went, and she used to be like, kind of boast about it and be very proud of the fact. So I remember when the girls were very little, Mary, and I would be absolutely shattered and working full time. Mm. And I'd only love to close my eyes for 40 minutes. But I kept thinking of what my mother said. Um, oh, I've never napped. I'd never had to nap. I'd never. So I thought that that would be a failing in me. Yes, if I, yes, if I yeah. switched off and closed my eyes and took time out for me for 40 minutes. And then I realized because of working with you, actually, over the last mm. eight years, I just realized, you know what? I'm actually doing my children a disservice. Mm-hmm. by saying okay. and, you know, I did take a nap I'd say to them if anybody rings or calls to the door don't say I'm in bed whatever you do yes, which was yeah, absolutely yeah. ridiculous yeah, yeah. Now, and honestly it wasn't until I gave up full-time work and became self-employed and started you know working with you and traveling around the country I realized I'm actually doing the exact same thing which is very harmful Yes. to my girls because I don't want them burning out or feeling Absolutely. like they have to do everything and, and your own hormonal health as well yeah, and being Maybe embarrassed yeah. about minding themselves taking yeah. care of themselves so now even only yesterday because I've had a bit of a, a dose this week and a bit of that horrible flu that's going around and Amelia said to me uh, you know can we do whatever it was she needs to get some photographs and um, passport photographs and I said well pet I'm actually going to have a little nap first and uh, if anybody calls, you know, for me, just say, um, I'll call them back. 
and that's the way it is. That's what we always do now. And, and I say to them, you know, shut your eyes for 30 minutes. They come back from school and they're wrecked and they've got exams and they feel like they have to go straight into study. I'm like, no, go up, lie down in your bed, shut your eyes for 30 minutes and then you'll actually do better afterwards. So, and you know, we're all learning. And, yes, um, yes. And I think that's yes. what's important, that we're talking about it and sharing that and totally. saying you don't but, have to be all things to all people. Absolutely. You know? but, but you made a very good point, Lorraine. It's that indoctrination. It's that mentordom where you saw your mother, she saw her mother overdoing it. And we fe- and then that carries on through the generations. And we've got to yes. try and break that. And, and I suppose for men, uh, you know, mothers, and I keep harping on about this, um, you know, society empowers boys and we need to be careful, but they don't tend to empower their daughters right so they sort of you know I, I even see women still doing it and I keep giving sort of lecturing them about it because it's it's not right so for example they expect so much of their young daughters their, their daughters to do all the washing up the whatever it's changing but it's changing very slowly but they're still making the sandwiches for the boys and looking after the boys and of course what they're doing unconsciously is they're saying to the girls you know we have you know we, we prefer the boy to you because that's what was done with them and that's why girls then keep struggling and keep trying too hard and that affects their, their pituitary gland and their, horm- their, their hormone control center and that causes the problems and that's what we need to change so we need to sort of you know get women and Irish mothers to say you've got to treat your boys and girls the same you've got to have the same expectations because if you don't then that's where the, the problems cause for health you know and that doesn't happen in your house Mary what? That's oh, definitely. Your house. Definitely. I'm, I'm very much, it's, it's equal yeah. all the way. But I mean, yeah. you know, we, we have to try and, and get it across. And I think it is. And I, the only reason I'm harping on about it is I see so much suffering and women suffering as a result of trying to do it all or, or um, trying to do too much for the mother or whatever. But um, yeah, that, that's always a, a big problem. So Lorraine, mm-hmm. looking back in your life and you're still very, very young, uh, are you very happy with everything? I'm very, very extremely happy, I feel absolutely blessed mm. um, to be alive and healthy and to have gotten to this age, uh, have two healthy babies and um, a husband who I only want to kill occasionally. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and he's a rock actually, because we always talk about a strong woman or a strong man having a strong woman uh, behind him. But Peter is definitely a rock, isn't he, for you? And you're yeah. so busy and um, he, yeah. he really does support you, which is which is unusual for a man to do that, but he's brilliant, isn't he? And he's very, he's very gentle and very yeah. genuine. And not and a bit jealous. No, not at mm. all, no. Mm. And I suppose that's probably because of his upbringing as well, you know? Um, and yeah, we, you know, I, I probably between us, in fact, not probably, I definitely do a little bit more than him when it comes to the house and the kids. Um, yeah. But that is out of choice a lot as well. You know, yes, there are certain yes. things that, like for example, when they were sick as babies during the night and I was going on telly the next day because I was on telly every day and the babies would wake up and they'd have high ch- temperature and Peter would say to me, you stay in bed because yeah. we're on the telly in the morning and I'll get up with her and I stay in bed for about two minutes and then I'd be <laughs> like no 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 I need to as well so it, a lot of yeah. it is your own you know yeah but we're getting minutes. rid of that Lorraine we're getting yeah, rid of yeah. that yeah yeah so, yeah you know and, and they're you know it's, it's okay to you know to because as moms as mothers you know we've held our babies in our tummies for so long yeah and, we're nurturers yeah and our, our hormones make us the nurturers as well yeah. so there's a lot of a lot of stuff that we will always want to do, but there's a lot of other stuff that we can, you know, head to the, yes. to the other, give to the other fella, head that way. Head and, that way. Uh, but Peter is and, a great and, example of the modern man and, and he's yeah. doing everything 50-50 and he's supporting and he's not insecure about supporting and it's wonderful yeah. to see that. And that's the sort yeah. of man we want. Yeah, but, so but that's I nice. listen, Mary. If, if I was, was willing to do it all for him, do you think he wouldn't take it? Of course he would. <laughs> and who wouldn't? They like me well. Look at us as women. You know, yes. we're the ones that need to actually say no. Okay. Or, can you do this, please? Thanks very much. You know what I mean? It's, it's up to us. To, um, to, to ask for help. Yeah, true, um, true. Yeah, so you're so right. To do it all, you know? Because yeah, that's it's right. human. Sure, listen, if I had a fella looking after me, you know, 100% of the time, and I was the type that would be happy to just lie back and let it, like, of course, it's it's only yeah. human. Yes, it's exactly. up to us as women 
to, to change the narrative, you know. Okay. So Lorraine, you're, you're fantastic. So this is an empowering podcast and obviously we're going to do more work together on menopause, perimenopause and hormonal health and I'm really looking forward to that and more on educating women. But what do you feel for people that are listening to this now and they're feeling a little bit down or they're feeling that they haven't achieved as much as they want to achieve, what would you say to them What to what would help them to okay. empower them or yeah. what have you used in those I think situations? as you get older um, and people won't believe that I'm saying this if they look at my Instagram um, but we all know that social channels Facebook and Instagram whatever is usually your best side mm. um, as much as I'm very honest on my Instagram when I'm not having a great day um, I would say to, to women because I felt it myself and I suppose a pandemic and lockdown hasn't helped but as I get older certainly into my kind of middle to late 40s my own confidence in myself um, is easier knocked and mm. Since lockdown in the last 18 months, two years, um, things that I would have found very easy, I've been a bit more anxious about mm-hmm. um, social occasions, you know, going out again and meeting people when that is something that I was born with. Like, I love talking. I love people. I love mixing. Um, but I just found that I was getting a little bit anxious about things like that. And that is a symptom of perimenopause and menopause. Mm-hmm. The people know the symptoms and there are 34 of them then you know that you're not going mad or that you're not losing your, mm. you know what I mean? your confidence because of anything specific. It's just a hormone thing and it will pass. I've seen too many of my girlfriends, Mary, same age as me, that are qualified in an area, a career that they put so much time and effort into, got to a certain point, then had to pull back because they wanted to have a family, didn't have the choice of being able to do both because of the cost of childcare. Maybe Mm. they just wanted to be at home full time, Mm. you know, whatever your choice is. But the problem is trying to get back into the workplace, you know, in your 40s, uh, coming into your 50s, it can be very, very tough because Mm. your confidence is low. you know, there's lots of young people maybe that are, are, you know, qualified to do the same job as you and they're flying on ahead because they've got the energy and the comfort ever. Women of my age have time now that we wouldn't have had when our babies were small. So mm-hmm. my girls are 15 and 18. So they're very self-sufficient and a lot more independent than they would have been when they were teens. Mm. So I have more time to give to my career and it's a freedom that I have but I need the confidence to know that I'm still really good at that. You know, mm, mm, um, I remember mm. like only a couple of weeks ago doing my first real life human event in town in the Dillon Hotel. And I was in a nervous wreck. And that's not like me. It's good to be a tiny bit nervous before anything, as you know. But I was actually a nervous wreck the night before. And I shared it with my family, which mm. is really important that you talk to your family because they will be there to support you um, if you're open and honest with them. And I said to them, I said, I can't actually believe that I'm so nervous about this tomorrow. And it was only 50 people because the numbers had to be small. And Romy, who was 14 at the time, she's just turned 15. She said to me, mom, that's ridiculous. This is what you do. This is what you love doing. This is what you've done, you know, for the last 20, 30 years. You know, you're going to be amazing. Just remember that, you know, it's what you want to do. This is your choice. And she, and she said to me, and nobody's going to think for one second that you're nervous, by the way. Um, mm. And she was right. So yeah. I took a few deep breaths and got up on the stage. And after the first 20 seconds, I was in my happy place and I loved every minute of it. But I just want women to know that if you are getting anxious or nervous or your confidence is, confidence is knocked, don't be afraid to push yourself. Don't be afraid to go there and, and you know, go back to your career and go into that um, you know, interview and and realize that you're mm. still bloody brilliant. And if anything, you're even more brilliant because you're an amazing mentor for the young people. That's so that's up through the ranks, probably in the office that you're going to work in or the area that you're going to work in. We mm. need women um, of you know my age um, and younger and older in yeah. the workplace. And we need so you just, to go on for the next fifty years, Lorraine, because exactly. one of the things is that there's not enough mentors in women. Sure, there's not. You know, no. we, we you know Sophie Loren looks amazing in her eighties, and I love that she comes out and still looks good because that gives us all courage. We yes. think when you know Celia Home and Lee looks amazing in her seventies. Oh, love her. She's incredible, and yes. um, I think these these women are great because they're showing all women that you can yes. look this good. Whereas women let themselves go years ago, but now. Now yes. it's changing and it's wonderful. But those women and, you know, you're doing it, uh, all of the, it's letting all, and you're still very young, Lorraine, but it's allowing women believe, you know, this is possible. We can do yes. this. 
and yeah. and they all know that you've got the same struggles as all of us trying to it's run the family do the whole but they yeah. still you can do it so if Lorraine yeah. can do it then we can do it that, that's the beauty about mentordom isn't it it is absolutely and and we can um, and we have and we will we just need to believe in ourselves and support each other yeah. yeah, and one thing I would love to see, and this is an empowering podcast, is I, I, you spoke about social media and, and it's wonderful and Instagram is lovely and we both love Instagram and the reason I use it is so I can promote things and like, like yeah. what we're talking, hormone health and educate people. But one thing I would love if people listening to this is that I, I would love people to not be nasty on, on social media. I think that needs to stop. Um, you know, if people have a view well don't don't hurt others that are trying to put out a good thing maybe you've misinterpreted what they've said i just think that that needs to stop lorraine i'd love for a celeb like you to to come out and say that that i think that that that's it's very disempowering to people the way that they hurt people who are just trying to pass out a good message don't you agree yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's the message of just being supportive and be kind, mm. you know, yeah. and that be, be kind message came after um, poor Caroline Flack. And um, she was trolled on Instagram, as we know, and nobody thought for a second that somebody in her position with the success that she had and the profile, the career, that it would be all too much for somebody like that, you know, mm. and mm. that's why that be kind um, campaign started and mm-hmm. I was only talking to somebody about it during the week and the research into that campaign since w- which is just frightening that be kind campaign happened after Caroline Flack as I said and um, it lasted for weeks but you know the people that were trolling stopped mm-hmm. trolling stopped mm-hmm. completely they noticed that there was on Instagram Instagram themselves and Facebook did this research this survey but you know what? It lasted 48 hours and they were back oh, doing the same thing my again. My God, that's just so dreadful. Isn't that just frightening dreadful. when you hear that? Um, it's but up I, to everybody. I still believe that every baby is born innocent. So it's up to us as parents to, to instill in them a respect for each other and that they wouldn't do that. So I really think that parents have a huge role in, in, in stopping that. And I, I really think you can you, you can never stop it. Even though we have both of teenagers, I still give out to them and this, <laughs> their boundaries are there because I'm so oh, yeah. conscious of, of, of keeping them respectful and keeping yeah. them grounded for their own good, as well as empowering them. You can do both, you know? Yes. yes. But Lorraine, listen, you're an amazing person. We could talk all day. We but could. You really are amazing. I, I just really want to say again, because this is going out on Paula Lennon is anxious from uh, RSVP. You know Paula, of course, well. Yes, she's a fantastic supporter of women. Amazing. She's amazing. But yeah. she wanted you to do this because of all the work you've done for perimenopause. And she wanted it to go out on the month of October, which is menopause month. But she was very yeah. anxious that this go out. But I, as I said to you, I, I, I really hold my hand up to you that you did front the campaign. And I believe that all of the the wonderful publicity that women are getting about menopause and perimenopause and hormonal health and why women are are now listening and why that was on Joe Duffy was because a celebrity like you fronted it. And when we were doing those hormone health lectures, you know, we wouldn't have filled the halls. We know, you know, the media wouldn't have followed us unless uh, you fronted it. And and I think that's very important. I'm a big believer in thanking people, as I know you are, uh, but but I'm also a big believer because I know loads of people now will will jump on, but it was Lorraine Keane that did it first. And you, <laughs> and you, Dr. Mary Ryan, we've been banging the same drum together. I know, but we're doing it together and it's all yeah. about empowering women and, and, and empowering people. So Lorraine, thank you so much. And oh, a big pleasure. No, big thank you. Big As thank always. you. No, no, big thank you to you. Uh, for you're doing one of my favourite people on the planet. You know that, Mary. Uh, thank you so much, Lorraine. You're wonderful, uh, wonderful. And a big thank you to Uno Hagen as well, um, who's going to um, cover the production of this podcast. So thank you, Una, uh, as well. And I know you're the ambassador thank for Clean Marine Miniman, so we'll, we'll throw in a, a, a mention from them as well. Lorraine, thanks so much. Thank, thank you, Mary. Thank you. Bye-bye, Pet. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.